This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Your show will go live in five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Blog Radio. Hey, Brother Michael. Good morning to you. How, How you, doing? you doing? Hey, I'm doing okay. Praise the Lord. Good. Um, Amen. A little more rested this week than last week, so praise God. I have to thank the Lord for that. And uh, Amen. I'm ready to roll. How about you and Sister Cummins? How are y'all doing? Yeah, we're, we're doing all right. Yeah, we're doing all right. We're not doing too bad at all. The weather's very cold in England at the moment, but not as cold as some places. It's about minus three. Woo! In Scotland, in Scotland, it's minus 14 at the moment. Good grief. But it's always, it's always colder in Scotland, you see. Brother, so there we cold. go. So it's a bit cold, but... It's a good idea to keep warm, worship the Lord, and feel the fire of the Holy Spirit, and you feel all right. Amen. And then a little bit of fish and chips helps too. Little bit, yeah, a little bit of fish and chips. Yeah, that'll do fine. <laughs> right. There we go. Well, we're we haven't throw... got fish. We haven't got fish and chips tonight because uh, Sister Janice, my wife, she works in the afternoons. I do the dinner when she comes in, and we got lamb chops tonight. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Oh, yes. Lamb chops, m- mashed potato, and vegetables. So she likes that, you know? Man, that sounds great. This, I'm hungry right now just thinking about it. Yeah, wow. yeah, there we go. So wow. I always look after her when she goes to work. You're a great man of God and husband. Amen. Amen. Would you like me to pray? I want to pray for three people today before we start, okay? Yes, yes sir. You take Let your time. Let say a prayer. Dear Lord God, we thank you, and today we're going to be preaching on spiritual warfare and the angels of the Lord. And we know angels are ministering spirits sent to serve the heirs of salvation. And we pray now that everyone listening to this program today, they will feel the presence of the holy angels of the Lord, protecting them from Satan and all evil. And we pray this today in the name of Jesus. And I pray for Steve in South America, suffering from Lyme's disease, which brings him real bad fatigue. And we pray, Steve, that you will be healed today and the Lyme's disease will disappear immediately. We also pray for Benjamin in the USA, who's also suffering from Lyme's disease, which has brought terrible arthritic pain to his body. And we pray now that arthritic 
pain will leave. It will leave immediately because God will come down and take away that arthritis. And we pray for Sandra in the USA. I thank you sincerely, Sandra, for your kindness and for your generosity. And I thank you for the words you sent me. You thank me for teaching the people. And I just want to do what I can to serve the Lord. And serve you great people who listen to Amiga Man Radio. And I pray, Lord, that the anointing will fall upon them all today as we preach. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you're here for the first time, we welcome you. We're excited to be here every Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern. That's 3 p.m. in London with Pastor Michael Cummins. Brother Michael, before you bring the word, Tell people yes. about your church and how they can make contact with you. Well, I have a church in a place called Kilburn, northwest London. It's called Kilburn Christian Fellowship. You can find it online. Just put the name Kilburn Christian Fellowship or my name, Pastor Michael Cummings, and you can find it. Uh, my private uh, email address is frame, F-R-A-M-E, Cummings, C-U-M-M-I-N-S, 123 at AOL.com. You can always contact me with a prayer request. If you live in the UK or if you live in the London area, Kilburn, you can get there by Victoria Station. There's a bus that would drop you outside the church. Would love to see you every Sunday from 11 o'clock till 1 o'clock uh, every Sunday morning. Uh, if you wish to support my ministry, support us in all what we do uh, if you go on my uh, email address you'll find there's a PayPal account there if you wish to uh, help me out at all and help our ministry uh, we got a big deliverance conference coming up on the 9th, 10th and the 11th of May I'm hoping Shannon can come across we've got, pa we've got Pastor Joseph Israel Jasinski coming over for three days for teaching and deliverance. I shall be there as well, and there'll be some other people there. If you live in the London area and you wonder why you're not sleeping overnight, you wonder why you've got constant pain that doesn't leave, come to this conference. I promise you, you'll be set free. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, that's exciting. Again, the dates on that or did you say the 9th through the 11th of May? That's right, 9th, 10th, and 11th of May. Uh, Pastor Joseph does a couple of days of teaching where he teaches about deliverance. I've uh, been to one of his conferences. It's fantastic. And on the last day, uh, which is the Saturday all day, we'll be praying for the captives to be set free. So wherever you live, there's local hotels locally if you wish to stay for the three days. Uh, there's no fees all we ask is a love offering at the end of the conference. So please put it in your diaries, 9th, 10th, the 11th of May. If you live in the UK, even if you live outside the UK and you need deliverance, please come. Hey, Hallelujah. That's going to be exciting. I'm, all, I'm planning to be there and join you all. Amen. Oh, man, I want to fellowship with you. Folks, um, welcome today, Brother Michael. The mic is yours. Take all the time you want. Thank you. Well, today we're going to talk about spiritual warfare and the angels. You know, a lot of people, I've seen an angel one day, a few, few months ago. Uh, as you know, I'm recovering from cancer. And when you've got cancer, you have a lot, spend a lot of time in, in prayer. And, uh, you know, I had six months of chemotherapy, six months of radiotherapy, and that's pretty tough on the body. But God was good to me, and my cancer results have been zero for the last year. I've They found no cancer in my body. Funny enough, next week I have to go for a blood test again for the next cancer test. And one particular night, I go to bed early. I always go to bed about 8 o'clock at the latest, unless there's football on the television, then I watch the football. But I went to bed early this night, and I woke up 
uh, I think it was about 12.30 in the night to go to the toilet. Janice was still downstairs because she's not like me. She comes to bed late. And as I woke up, there was an angel sitting on my bed, very handsome, very bright, showing light, blonde-headed, very muscular, looked like a bodybuilder and he was there and he was on my bed now i know angels are real and i know when we pray against the enemy when we pray against satan demons and evil spirits when we pray and we call on the word of god and we use the word of god and speak it out aloud that energizes the angels and they come to us so that's what we're going to be talking today but before we start this have a little bit of knowledge about angels. Why did God create angels? Well, God created angels before he created the physical universe. The book of Job described angels worshipping God. If you've got your Bibles with you, or you can write down these scriptures if you've got a pen and paper, Job 38 verse 7 says, when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. They shouted for joy because they worship God continually. There are certain angels, the seraphims, they worship God continually. <coughs> Excuse me, I just clear my throat. And uh, these angels worship God continually and we're going to look at the scriptures now from uh, Isaiah 6 and verses 1 to 3 and it says in the year that King Uzziah died I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple above it stood the seraphims each one had six wings with train he covered his face, and with train he covered his feet, and with train he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Hallelujah. I'll read verse 4, and it said, And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. The seraphims worshipped God continually. John heard the voices of many angels, too many to count. Let's have a look at uh, what it says in Hebrews 12, verse 22. Hebrews 12, verse 22. Let's read this to you now. I'm always excited when I read about angels because I've seen one myself and I hope you see angels today. I hope after this teaching you see angels. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it says in Hebrews 12 verse 22 but ye are come unto Mount Sion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. Now in the Greek, the innumerable company of angels is called a myriad of angels. And that comes from the word Marias, which is used to describe a multitude or the figure of 10,000. So there was 10,000 angels worshipping God. And angels worship God all the time. Angels don't only worship God. Let's go to Revelation 5. Hallelujah. Revelation 5, verses 11 to 14. And let's see what it says. And behold... And I heard the voice of many angels around about the throne and the beasts and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 
and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the sea and such as are in the sea and all of them heard I saying, Blessing and honour and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. So the angels worship the Lamb as well as they worship God. And of course, I believe that if you are worshipping the Lamb, you are worshipping God. Hallelujah. The angels obey God and God alone. Lucifer was able to deceive the third of the angels created by God to rebel against God. And let's have a look at Revelation 12, verse 4. And we'll see about that rebellion now. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour a child as soon as it was born. Hallelujah. So Satan, I have always believed this and I said this last week. I believe God was so mighty, so wonderful, so stupendous that Satan didn't take liberties with God, but he picked on Jesus Christ because Satan, or Lucifer as he was in his angelic form, wanted his throne up there with God's. And then we know Jesus sits at the right hand of God. So I believe it was Satan who picked on Jesus and wanted to make war with Jesus because he wanted Jesus deposed and God to choose him to do the work of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's continue to read Revelation 12, verses 7 to 9. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against a dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And a great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So Satan came up against the angel Michael. And the angel Michael fought against the dragon, and the dragon was cast out, that ancient serpent Satan, and cast to the world. Let's read Revelation 12, 10 to 12. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Hallelujah. Satan is a liar. We stand against him now, and the angels of the Lord stand against him also. Now, I've always said, what did Lucifer say to get those angels? Probably they were angels under his authority. What did he say to them to get them to rebel against God? I believe this is what Lucifer said. I have no way of knowing this, but this seems rational 
to me that Lucifer went to those angels and said, you know what, God has got no time for you. Have you seen how much time he spends with Jesus? And he doesn't spend that time with you. You know, if I was in charge and you put pressure on God to accept me in the place of Jesus, I would make sure you was all looked after. I would make sure it would be right. And these angels said, would you do that for us, Lucifer? Yeah, sure. If God accepts me in the place of Jesus, then I assure you, you will have great times. We will all have great times. Hallelujah. So Satan went too far. Lucifer became Satan, and he was cast out. Satan means the adversary. Satan is our enemy. Anyone who believes in Jesus, anyone who loves Jesus, Satan is our enemy, and he will fight against us. He will attack our minds. He will attack our families. He will attack our marriages. He will attack our finances. He'll even attack us in our churches. He will attack our church leaders. I've been attacked so many times by the devil. I've had swear words hurled at me against God, hurled at me when I'm trying to read the word, I'm trying to pray. But you just have to stand against Satan. Stand. When I saw that angel sitting on my bed, I knew that angels were real. Now, I had to test the spirits because, as you know, Satan can come as an angel of light. So I had to test these spirits. I wasn't frightened at all. Many years ago, there was a lady in an area of London called Clapham, southwest London. And she had a large house. It was a three-story house, very large house. And she lived there with her unmarried daughter. And her husband and her had recently been divorced. And when they got to court, uh, the house was given to her because she still had an unmarried daughter. And the judge said all the time her daughter was living at home with her, then the house wouldn't be sold because the husband wanted the house sold. I think the house was worth about a million pounds. And, of course, his half of that would have been £500,000. And he wanted the house sold because he and his wife bought the house jointly. Anyway, the judge said that all the time her daughter was single and living in the house, then the house couldn't be sold. And he was filled with rage and filled with anger. And he went to see a Haitian voodoo woman. And obviously he took photos of his ex-wife, photos of his daughter, and he started putting curses on her. One of the curses, one of the curses, I believe, I wonder if you can just wait one minute. I've got someone banging on my front yes, door. Yes, sir. You take please, your time. Please just wait one minute. Take Thank your you. time. Folks, we're live with Pastor Michael Cummins. He's coming to you from London, England. Today, Wednesday, every week is our day we do our international programs. Now, Brother Michael's with us every week, and then biweekly we'll have... Elvis Duhart and also David Measure. So, for example, they'll be on next week with Michael. We'll just do three shows next week. And uh, that is our schedule for international programs. And then USA programs Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern to usually 11 p.m. Eastern. We did five shows yesterday, including an early bird one. Sometimes we'll do those. Those will be rare, but we'll do them as needed. And uh, I have got those cut. I'll be posting those here in a few minutes. All the shows can be downloaded or streamed for free. Either get the Podbean app and then look for Omega Man Radio or go directly from your computer to omegaman.podbean.com. Website, of course, omegamanradio.com, give you all those links. And from there, uh, you'll get all the information you need. And I encourage you to invite a friend out. Please forgive me. Oh, no problem at all, my friend. It was it was a delivery from Amazon. I'm so sorry. 
But, you know, if you don't answer the door, they bang the door down. And uh, so I'm very sorry. No no apology needed. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, and I was saying about this woman. So her husband went to a Haitian voodoo woman and put various curses. And one of the curses was she had a badly swollen foot and it was weeping discharge. And it was very bad. Very, very bad. So... I went round there to pray for this woman. She said, would you come and would you uh, pray for me? And I said, yes. And as I went in the house, this woman screamed. And she said, have you seen what's behind you? And I said, no. And I turned around and I couldn't see anything. And all of a sudden she said, you have a huge angel coming with you in the house. The angel standing behind you. Now, I couldn't see it, but the woman saw it. So we went and prayed in all of the house, and she said, the angel followed me wherever I went. And uh, we prayed for this house. She went to bed that night, and she was woken up early hours of the morning. And she said there was a huge, big, tall, thin man, a Haitian man. She said he was about nine foot tall. And while she laid on the bed, he pointed at her and said, because you brought that man into this house, I have to leave now. Before he left, he went on the skirting board round the floor and he picked up a rotten papaya, a rotten mango and a rotten yam. And all of them had maggots and everything in them. And he went, he went straight through the wall and was never seen again. And the woman's foot healed and the swelling went down and the discharge stopped, all because the angel of the Lord came. Now, I tell you now, if you're not doing the will of God, the angels of the Lord won't help you. You've got to be doing the will of God. You've got to be living right, living right. I will just explain to people that I had to go to the door, that we do this program from the laptop in my own home. And I've only got a small house, so if someone bangs the door, you know, I can't get away from it. And I do feel bad when anything like happens like that because I like to be ultra-professional. So I apologise again for having to leave the microphone and go to the door. So I say to you all now, God bless you, and remember the angels of the Lord are here to help you. They're here to be with you. If you have a problem, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And let's go to Revelation 15, verses 5 to 8. As it says, angels only respond to the word of God. They respond to us because, as we said, we are those who are ministering spirits will look after those who were born again, those who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. So let's have a look what the angels are doing in Revelation 15, verses 5 to 8. And after that I looked, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened, and the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues clothed in pure and white linen, and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. Hallelujah. And it says, And one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials, full of the wrath of God, who liveth forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no one was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels was fulfilled. The seven angels came out of the temple in the presence of God. Each angel was given a vial full of the wrath of God to pour out on the earth, bringing the punishment through judgment upon the wicked. That will happen in the end times. That will certainly happen. Many people think we're getting close to this now. Every time I look on the internet or look at a website, 
they're saying that the rapture is coming. People believe the end times are very close now. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at 2 Kings 19, verses 32 to 37. Let's read what it says. Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shield, nor cast a bank against it. By the way he came, by the same shall he return, and shall not come into this city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it, for mine own sake and for my servant David. Hallelujah. And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred, fourscore, and five thousand. And when they rose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went and returned and dwelt in Nineveh. And it came to pass that he was worshipping in the house of Nisroch, his god, that Adramalak and Sharazar, his son, smote him with the sword. And they escaped into the land of Armenia. And Er, Sad, his son, reigned in his stead. So God defended Israel and the Jewish people as he promised King Hezekiah. And one of God's angels killed 185,000 Assyrian troops who were being prepared to attack Jerusalem. Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, went back to Nineveh and was murdered by his two sons as he worshipped in the demonic temple. Hallelujah. Of Nishrok, their God. Angels, of course came to announce the birth of Jesus. They came to announce it. There are messenger angels. The famous of all is Gabriel. And they came to announce the birth of Jesus. Hallelujah. What a wonderful thing. We all know this, as we've seen, while shepherds watch their flocks by night. Luke 2, verses 8 to 14 and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was a the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Hallelujah. The archangels and angels. I was always taught that Lucifer, Gabriel and Michael were archangels. Though Gabriel is not said to be an archangel in the Bible. Lucifer, of course, lost his place in heaven. And the archangel Michael kicked him out of heaven. Gabriel, of course, was sent by God to Nazareth to tell Mary that she was highly favoured by God. And despite being a virgin, the angel Gabriel told her that by the power of the Holy Ghost, she would give birth to the Son of God, Jesus. An angel also appeared to Zacharias in Luke 1. He and his wife Elizabeth could not have a child. The angel was Gabriel announced that Elizabeth would bear a son and his name would be John. Of course, we know him as John the Baptist. So angels are messengers as well. Hallelujah. Samson was also a miracle baby. If you read in Judges 13, verse 25, 
it will tell you that Samson was born as a miracle baby. Angels always behave righteously. Angels and believers should live by the promises of God. Then you will get angelic protection. Let's have a look at Romans 12. Romans 12 verses 1 to 2 and read what it says. Hallelujah. It's great that angels should protect believers, but believers have got to be living a certain way. Romans 12 verses 1 to 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So we must remember that we have got to live a certain lifestyle. We cannot expect angelic protection if we're going out and not living right. You know, live a decent life. You know, it's very hard. When you're in the world, you want to go to discos, you want to go to parties, you want to have girlfriends, maybe you want to smoke and drink and live a certain lifestyle. A certain lifestyle. But the closer you come to God, you realise those things are not important. And the closer you get to God, the more likely you're going to have the protection of angels. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at Luke 4, verse 10. It says, For it is written, He will give His angels charge over thee to keep thee. Verse 11. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thou foot against the stone. And that is Satan. Satan knows the Bible. And Satan is all was trying to tempt Jesus on the Mount of Temptation. And he was quoting scripture. Quoting scripture from Psalm 91. And it shows you what a liar Satan is. Remember, Satan in the Garden of Eden, the way he tempted Eve and the way he confused Eve. Let's have a look at Psalm 91. Psalm 91. Hallelujah. Verse 12. It says that. Verse 11 and 12. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up. Hallelujah. In their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Now, Psalm 91 tells us that even in a terrible disaster, God's angels will protect us. I believe we should read Psalm 91 every day, and I do believe Psalm 91, and I do read it every day, every day when I wake up. If I forget to read it, I feel bad. So I make sure I read it every day. I believe Psalm 91 is telling us about the times we live in. 10,000 may fall at, that, at our side. Hallelujah. A thousand may fall at our side. 10,000 at our right hand, but it will not come near us. Who's going to protect us from those disasters? A chemical warfare, a biological warfare, a nuclear warfare. There's a program on the BBC in England tonight speaking about how close we are to a nuclear war and going to Britain's nuclear installations. Well, let's face the facts. Russia's got something nearly 7,000 nuclear missiles or bombs. I think Britain's got about 250, and they're all uh, in a place called Fast Lane in Scotland where are submarines. So on the cards, Britain doesn't have much chance against Russia if Russia all of a sudden attacks us. But we read Psalm 91. 
we get that angelic protection. And we must pray this every day. Satan used that against Jesus in Luke 4. He's saying, well, didn't God say he would give his angels charge over you? Hallelujah. So we say now, in the name of Jesus, that we need angelic protection. Another psalm is Psalm 34, verses 6 and 7. He said, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. The angel of the Lord encampeth. The angel of the Lord. He hears our pleas to the Lord. He hears our cries to the Lord. And he comes and camps around us. And if he camps around us and demons show up, the angel of the Lord will deal with them. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at Hebrews 1, verse 14. One of the greatest promises God has ever made. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them? who shall be heirs of salvation. What a promise. If we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, then angels will minister to us. They will minister to us in all ways. Hallelujah. Now, we have to be careful with angels, because as we know, angels, they go under the orders of God. We should be very careful what they say. Some people blaspheme. Some people say things against God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I also believe that angels, I've had a deliverance service in North London many years ago, and a lady there said that when I was on the stage preaching, she said angels were standing there with me as I was on the stage. People have said that at a service, angels have been there writing down every word I spoke when I preached. I think angels report back to God anything they don't like, anything they hear which is not right. So all of us have to be very, very careful. Even though we're saved, we have to be very careful what we say and how we behave. Let's have a look at Exodus 23 verses 20 to 22 behold I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared beware of him and obey his voice provoke him not for he will not pardon your transgressions for my name is in him but if they shall shout Indeed, obey his voice and do all that I speak. Then I will be an enemy unto mine enemies, unto thine enemies, and an adversary unto thine adversaries. Let's read that again. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee in the place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. That means that God will come against your enemies and he will fight your enemies. And your enemies are now God's enemies. We must test the spirits. We're told to test the spirits. We're told that in 1 John 4, 1 to 3. We must test the spirits because, as we know, Satan can come 
as an angel of light. And he does for many people. He comes as an angel of light. I have spoken to Satan on many occasions. I've seen him four times in dreams and visions. First John 4, verses 1 to 3. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Hereby, Know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. Whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. Hallelujah. We know that Satan will come as an angel of light to deceive and he is a deceiver. He's a terrible deceiver. We know that the angel Michael had a confrontation with Satan over the body of Moses and Satan believed that he had authority to take Moses because Moses killed the Egyptian overseer who was beaten and mistreating the Hebrew slave. And that Moses, of course, had been punished by God for not allowing him to enter the promised land, for not speaking to the rock and commanding the water to flow from that rock but hitting it twice with his staff, forcing the water out. We know that those Israelites had kept on at Moses. They had driven him mad. And it says it in Jude 9. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed a about the body of Moses, does not bring him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke thee. Now that's interesting. He said, the Lord rebuke thee. And you see the angel is speaking on behalf of God. So he doesn't say, I rebuke ye. He said, the Lord rebuke ye, because he's speaking on behalf of God. So remember, angels, they're not going to have a conversation with you. They're not going to have a talk with you. They have come in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. I'm just going to read you the scriptural bit about what I've just spoke about so you know what happened. It comes from Numbers 20, verses 10 to 12. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock, and he said unto them, Hear now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice, and the water came out abundantly. And the congregation drank, and their beasts also. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron, Because you believe me not, to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. Verse 13, this is the water of Meribah, because the children of Israel strove with the Lord, and he was sanctified in them. So Moses suffered dearly, and Satan thought, well, I can take him now. He's mine. I can take control of him. But he couldn't, because the angel Michael, who had already cast Lucifer out of heaven, came and disputed. Hallelujah. Let's talk about the word of God. I believe that the word of God, which we know as the sword of the spirit, has great power. Hallelujah. Great power. And when we speak the word of God, 
when I'm in deliverances or taking part in a deliverance, I always speak the word of God out aloud. Hallelujah. Psalm 103, verse 20. It says, Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Hallelujah. The voice of his word. It doesn't have to be God speaking that word, but we can be speaking that word and God responds. If we feel under demonic attack and we need the enemy to retreat from us, the best thing to do is to boldly read out aloud the word of God. You see, angels respond immediately to God's voice as spoken through God's word. And when we speak the word of God, angels respond and come immediately. Hallelujah. The sword of the spirit is released and the angels spring into action. Now we looked at Daniel last week and I want to look at Daniel again. And I want to look at the angel that appeared before Daniel and the job that God had sent the angel to do. It's worth looking at this again. And this is Daniel 10, verses 8 to 20. Therefore, I was alone and saw this great vision. And there remained no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. Yet heard I the voice of his words. And when I heard the voice of his words, then I in a deep sleep on my face, and my face turned towards the ground. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me, one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief priests, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make me understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many days. And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face towards the ground, and I was dumb. And behold, one like the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips, and I opened my mouth and spake, and said unto him that stood before me, O my Lord, by the vision my sorrows had turned upon me, and I have retained no strength. For how can the servant of this Lord talk with this my Lord? For as for me straightway, there remain no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. Then they came again and touched me, like one, like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me and said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not, peace be unto thee, be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Then he said, Knowest thou wherefore I come unto thee, and now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia, and I am gone full flow, the prince of peace shall come. And I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth, and there is none that holdeth with me in these things, but Michael 
your prince. You can see that Daniel was exhausted. He had no strength in him. But the angel strengthened him. The angel came against him. This is about the wars in heaven we spoke about. There was a demon, a demon prince in Persia and a demon prince in Greece. But this angel came down with the angel Michael and they cleared the way and Daniel's prayers got through to the Lord. They were heard from the first day. But when the angel came, the prince of Persia, who was a strong demon, stood against him. And he called on the angel Michael to clear the way. And Daniel was greatly beloved to the Lord. Or angel prayed for the people of Israel. Uh, Daniel prayed, forgive me, Daniel prayed for the people of Israel. And the angels were close to him because he prayed and fasted before the Lord for his people Israel. Hallelujah. The wars in heaven are going on as we speak now. And God will give his angels charge over us. He will never leave us or forsake us. And we will receive strength. Strength that he will overcome. Hallelujah. Now, let's have a look at Psalm 148, verses 1 to 6. Psalm 148, verses 1 to 6. Powerful in the name of Jesus. Powerful this is. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Thank you, Lord. I hope you're enjoying this as much as me. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise ye him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heavens and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He hath also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. Everything praises the name of the Lord, and we praise his holy name today in the name of of Jesus. Now, what relationship do angels have to us? Well, one thing we must say, we mustn't worship angels. They are ministering spirits. We mustn't worship them. We wouldn't worship a pastor or a bishop. We wouldn't worship any of these things, and we mustn't worship angels. Revelation 22 Verses 8 and 9 says, And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, which showed me all these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou, do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren, the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God. They're our brethren. They're our friends. What will angels do in the end times? I believe we're living in the end times. And I do believe that it's not out of the question that we might see Jesus soon. So what will angels do in these end times? Matthew 24, 29 to 31. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give a light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great joy. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of the trumpet, 
and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heaven to the other. Angels will gather the elect from the four corners of the earth. Let's make ourselves right with the Lord right now, before it's too late. Because we cannot argue with angels. Any critical words we've spoken against God, any blasphemies we have said, must be repented of sooner and later. So for us, the Lamb's Book of Life is clear. And we don't want to give the angels anything negative to report back to the Lord. Because angels keep records of what we say. So angels are messengers. Angels are protectors. Angels are warriors. Angels are healers. Angels sing from heaven. There's many websites on the internet where people in church are singing. Especially that song, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. You hear angels singing that as well. Angels worship God and they worship Jesus. And we repeat, they are ministering spirits sent to serve the heirs of salvation. So next time the devil comes knocking, we're going to stand against him and we're going to fight him. We're going to read the word of God. And the angels, those ministering spirits sent to serve the heirs of salvation are going to come and they're going to put everything right and chase the demons away. We thank you, God, for your angels. We thank you, God, for those ministering spirits. Send them today. We know there's 10,000 times 10,000 by thousands and thousands. Send your angels to protect God's people, Lord. Send your angels to Israel. We know there's an angel over Israel protecting your people. Send your angels to Britain and the USA. Send your angels to every Christian country and defeat the enemy, continuous Lord. And we thank you for what you do. We thank you that you give your angels charge over us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Great word today, my friend. Thank you. Spiritual Warfare and the Angels of the Lord is the title for today. I, is that correct? That's correct. Thank you very much. All right. Brother um, Michael Cummins speaking. If you're just joining us, Pastor Michael. Uh, Brother Michael, give out your contact information and how can people sure. support your ministry? Well, you can support my ministry if you go to my email address, which is frame, F-R-A-M-E, Cummins, C-U-M-M-I-N-S, all one word, 123 at AOL.com. There's a PayPal account there. Uh, if you want to contact me, 07469 uh, plus whatever country you're dialing from, I'll be happy to speak to you. Uh, if you email me uh, and you're on uh, WhatsApp, then we can speak at no cost over the phone, and I can pray for you over the phone. Uh, contact me. Happy to speak to you. Happy to pray for you in Jesus' name. Amen. My friend, we love and appreciate you. Do you want to close us in prayer? Yes, thank you very much. Dear Lord God, we thank you for today. And Lord, we thank you for all the people that are listening. I ask you, Lord, that they sleep peacefully tonight. Send your perfect peace upon them. Bless their families. Bless their loved ones. Bless their jobs. Bless their marriages. Bless their churches. 
and we thank you Lord for the word we thank you for the angels we thank you for Jesus Christ seated at your right hand and we thank you for the Holy Spirit the restrainer of all evil in the world and we pray for peace Lord in the name of Christ we pray Amen my friend we love and appreciate you thank you for coming on today and uh, we will see you next week God bless you before you go I'll tell you something funny when I answered the door and took the parcel in from Amazon a stray cat came in the house Wow! and I saw him walking around so I just got to go and find him now oh boy so if I turn up next week scratch the pieces you know what's happened to me okay alright God bless you God bless you brother Thank you, Brother Michael. Bye-bye. Hey. Wow. Wonder what that cat's doing right now. Okay. Friends, welcome welcome to our Wednesday programs. Next week, we're going to have three international shows. So bi-weekly, typically, I'll have um, not only Michael Cummins, but Elvis Newhart and David Measures. But every week, Brother Michael is on. 3 p.m. England, 10 a.m. Eastern. Okay, tonight we're going to be back at 7 p.m. Michael Basham, Doug Perry, Tim Keyes, and speak my word. Now, last night I had a uh, last-minute plug-in for the program, so we didn't do speak my word, so I'm going to make up for it now. And uh, I'm going to save this. If you'd like to stay tuned, you're welcome. Stand by for reset.